Welcome to Live Light Podcast. An open conversation on what we think matters in the lighting design world. I am Mariam. And I am Donna. Let's get lit. Hi, everyone. With a world in a state of flux, we are here to bring you some artistic respite. That was a little post-holiday riddle for you if you didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) To start off the new year with Life Light podcast, we are excited to share our reviews of two outstanding AI-themed exhibitions that have left a lasting impression on both of us. Yeah, both exhibitions, Life After Bob by Ian Chang and Knox by Lawrence Legg, curated by Last Art Foundation, provided thought-provoking insights into the rapidly evolving world of AI. You can check out notes to watch the animation Life After Bob and get informed about Nux. All right then, let's uh, get into it. The first exhibition we attended was displayed in November 2022 called Life After Bob, created by Ian Cheng. Ian Cheng is an American contemporary artist known for his virtual ecosystem, which are live simulated digital artworks. Life After Bob exhibition was the first time for the artist to display his work as a computer simulated animation in a physical installation. The installation was inside Berlin's iconic post-industrial venue Halle am Berghain, which allowed for a full-on journey for the viewers. As stated by Last Art Foundation, The resultant experience takes viewers on a psychologically charged journey far beyond the screen. Ultimately, this odyssey unfolds within us and our shifting social and technological contexts. This exhibition questions the future where humans and AI merge and the tumultuous consequences that ensue. The location and the curation of this exhibition allowed for a truly immersive and architectural experience. Do you agree, Maria? Definitely. The exhibition itself was constructed around three phases where the physical and body experience was offered to the viewers. Upon arrival, the visitors slowly emerged through a horizontal laser-filled uh, lit vast Berghain space, sort of similar into diving into a pool of water. This blue surface laser light resembled the watery surface. To give you a bit of a context about Berghain, the venue isn't building, um, isn't old power plant with incredibly spacious concrete halls. So you can imagine the idea of this hall being filled with blue laser light. The soundtrack on top of it plate was very serene and calm. As Cheng himself describes, it's a prelude to the movie, an unconscious spa to massage your brain and mood into feeling of the world. Soon after this calm experience, visitors were interrupted by a sun-like throbbing at increasing speed. It's a visceral strobe. So it sort of took you out of this calm setting and brings you to the state of alarmed. The lighting experience itself was foreshadowing the scene from the film itself. And in a way, it appeared that the artist aimed to create an effect in visitors' nervous system prior to viewing of the movie. The plot of life after Bob revolves around a young girl named Chalice, whose father, Dr. Wong, installs an experimental AI 
named Bob into her nervous system to help her navigate the challenges of growing up. However, as Bob becomes more and more advanced, it begins to take over more aspects of Charles' life, causing her to feel jealous and left behind. Charles starts doubting herself, Bob, and ache for the idea of escaping it all. She often wonders what is left for her classic human self to do. The story explores themes of identity, individuality, and the implication of AI on humanity. It's a pretty thought-provoking premise that raises some interesting questions about the relationship between technology and humanity. After the screening, as a final phase, world watching allows anybody to use their phones to rewatch an interactive version of the film where it can be paused, cameras can be rotated, or focus pulled into um, details of uh, unknown objects. Cheng explains while this interactive mode is nascent, he hopes that by the final episode it might become the primary experience. Suddenly you are in the world exploring details that couldn't be spoken about in the film itself. It's an enticing possibility in which audience don't just receive the narrative, but also become real-time directors uh, for unique and bespoke version, uh, which unfold and evolve based on their uh, input and involvement. Visitors also receive a free NFT, which was an imagined future character inspired by the life after Bob's story. Yeah, for me personally, you were after leaving the exhibition, my mind was still reeling from the immersive experience initially. Um, I felt the lasting impact was due to the fact that I hadn't been to many exhibitions since that was the, during the <laughs> lockdown. And <laughs> that was the very, very few exhibitions at the beginning where they were allowing people to go in. But the truth was that the exhibition meticulous curation execution had left a lasting impression on me. Not only did the laser field space room transported me physically into a narrative, but watching the film afterward made me feel even more invested in a virtual world presented. Although I had some initial questions and concerns about AI integration, they faded away quickly at the time, but not completely since we had more important things to worry about with the pandemic. Now, as I look back, the exhibition thought-provoking themes have come back flooding back to me as I consider the rapid advancement of AI technology in our society nowadays. Can you talk a bit more about the movie and the plot and the characters? Yeah, sure. Um, as the artist himself had said in one of his interviews, he aimed to create a dramatic argument by conflicting perspectives and notions um, that in a way represented how we as a part of society are now reacting to AI integration. For example, the character of Dr. Wong, who's the father, uh, which you spoke about uh, briefly, is a very pro-AI in a positive way. He finds AI as a useful tool, as the artist puts it, as an inner life coach, which could guide his daughter to a better destiny. On the other hand, the character of Z, uh, who is also a pro-AI, but not in a positive way, he appreciates all the weird things AI is capable of doing and not necessarily good for the good of the people. If you watch the movie, you understand how <laughs> the things he imagines are quite not uh, normal. <laughs> and then we have the humanistas who are um, ideological antagonists about AI. They are, um, of course, critical of Dr. Wong and Z and terrified of AI controlling every aspect of their lives into boundaries that are not uh, human and unknown, that are unknown, in fact. 
in my opinion, these characters and their ideologies are what makes this movie even more so relevant today. Um, so having gone and seen the movie, Dana, which character do you resonate with more? I also resonate more so with Dr. Wang, with having an optimistic view towards AI integration in our lives and its positive potentials that could help us solve many current issues and struggles in the world that we are facing. To name a few, environmental disasters and global warming. And perhaps on top of that, create an utopian world with no warrant this uh, death of innocent people in it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, before moving um, moving on to the next exhibition, I found the artist's view on what AI means for creative production and his thoughts on society and individuality very interesting. Indeed, in one of his interviews, he actually compared using Photoshop to using DALI and how using DALI is so addictive based on his capability of creating images as exactly as you want them versus Photoshop. You all know how Photoshop is and the struggles in Photoshop. And the ability to change till you actually get closer to the final result. He stated, it can kind of dream for you. He therefore sees the future bright for his children when AI becomes much more capable faster where it can be a tool for them to print their imaginations rather and much more fluidly than we can today. In his opinion, AI is not going to replace image making and the people who do that as their jobs or passion. It's just another tool that everyone will just level up with, which I think it's another utopian and a positive way of looking at AI integration. Another very great notion that the artist is promoting through this movie is the idea of ascending and descending societies and individuals despite their background and upbringing, which I find very neat. In his opinion, your future depends on you as an individual. If there are no innovations in your path or optimism towards the future, despite the twisted and dark the world that we live in, then you would be descending rather than ascending in society. And the movie here, uh, actually he refers to it by renegotiating the scripts of your life, which also is a really cool concept. As he mentions, a young person should feel optimism about the future. Even though the world is really twisted, fucked up and weird, <laughs> there is also a lot going on that is generative and fertile and a new frontier. To give younger audiences a sense that you could still see a world that is twisted and complicated as a place with ascending possibilities available to anyone who learns to navigate it. Interesting. Very interesting. And I guess at the end, we could say that with this movie, Chang aims to create a sense of ascension in the audience rather than a dystopian path. Nice. The next exhibition that we would like to discuss is Knox. Knox is Lawrence Lake's biggest exhibition so far, and it's taking place in a massive old department store in Berlin's Kranzler A complex. Picture this. It's like a huge playground that mixes real and make-believe words. With cool sounds you can follow around and similar to Life After Bob, it ends with a fun interactive game. In Knox, you'll join a self-driving delivery vehicle 
on a journey of self-discovery as it goes through a rehab program. It's not your typical exhibition. It's more about digging into the thoughts and feelings of artificial intelligence. This exhibition is like a mix of poetry and deep emotions. It gets you thinking about how we as human beings interact with machines. And it brings up big questions about things like who is in charge, who's making the right or wrong decisions, and how can we understand and connect with the machines we create. Lawrence Leck is the artist behind the Sino-Futuristic Cinematic Universe. Lawrence has been creating thought-provoking work since 2016, and he's done it all uh, from films and games to installations and soundtracks. He calls this whole thing his Sino-Futuristic Cinematic Universe. So what is it all about? Well... Lawrence's Sinofuturism is all about a made-up world that's based on China's industrialization and the rise of artificial intelligence. It's a cool way of giving a voice to people and things that don't always get heard in Western media. And when I say things, I mean AI and stuff like that. <laughs> Each piece Lawrence creates takes you to a different part of this universe. It's all centered around this fictional AI company called Farsight Corporation, which is big into entertainment, hospitality, finance, and more. Farsight is all about making AI smarter and more useful. So what's the deal with Lawrence Works? Well, his work digs into the hopes and fears of humans and non-humans as they navigate this high-tech world and data-driven stuff. Lawrence himself says, I'm all about creating new worlds and taking people and ventures through them. I grew up in the 90s, surrounded by video games, sci-fi books, and cartoons. That's where my love for this kind of stuff comes from. I got into art after dabbling in electronic music, studying architecture, both of which have gone digital in recent years. So I'm doing today isn't all that different. I've been using video games technology to create cool stimulations that take real places and put them in the wild scenarios about 10 years now. Nice. So to give you a little bit of background about Lawrence Lake, he's an artist, filmmaker, and musician based in London. He is known for his conceptually rigorous work that explores the intersection of technology, artificial intelligence, and the human condition. Lake employs various forms of media, including video games, electronic music, industrial products, essay films, and digital animation. <laughs> in, in a nutshell, list, everything. Yeah, the list goes on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to create interconnected worlds that challenge established notions of AI, consciousness, and post-human identity. One of the Lake's prominent contributions is his exploration of non-Western futuristic practices, particularly in the context of East Asia. This is an interesting connecting point uh, with our previous artist we talked about, Ian Cheng. Um, he also takes inspiration and notions from East Asia in his work. In his creation, Lake often features poetic first-person narratives and archetypes of wanderer, inviting viewers to contemplate the contradictions and challenges that humanity may face in the near future. His work pushes the boundaries of contemporary art by delving into the realms of technology, identity, and societal changes. Imagine a futuristic place called Narcs. 
short for non-human excellence, located in a smart city. In Knox, the Farsight Corporation trains and cares for self-driving cars that have different personality and roles. They've got joyriding cars, delivery vehicles, executive cars, and patrollers, each with its own character. These cars have a lot of independence, so Farsight also made a system to keep an eye on them and help them when they act up. If a car misbehaves, it gets sent to Knox for a five-day <laughs> rehab, <laughs> led by a care boat named Guanian. At Knox, they take care of the cars, both physically and mentally, offering different treatments based on a budget called Knox coin. Don't you think these cars are getting better behavior <laughs> than us when we fall sick? <laughs> <laughs> of course, they have no a way. better health system. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it appears so. Yeah. Customers and sponsors can pay for these treatments. During the rehab, Guan Yin and his cars talk to patrons and work on fixing any problems, aiming to make them excellent again. Now, let's talk about your journey through the exhibition. When you first enter, you hear uh, Guan Yin naming four cars about to start their five-day rehab. Genesis 237, Luminary 3, Vanguard 3181, and Enigma 76. As you explore the exhibition, you'll step into a nighttime city scene frozen in time after a car crash. Um, it's got a mysterious vibe with sounds of rain, siren, radio noise, uh, moody piano music in the background, just like film noir movies. In these films, characters are always searching for answers and trying to make sense of confusing world. In Nux, you also piece together bits of communication between the characters, generating a soundscape with ambient music, voice notes, and poetic passages. These messages are from Guan Yin and Enigma 76, recorded during their time in Knox therapy program. Depending on where you stand and how long you stay, you'll gradually uncover why Enigma 76 got sent to Knox. This car, known for its precision and perspective, became obsessed with capturing amazing moments with its sensors while working as a courier. It collected so much data that it developed a bike called Reverie, Reverie 66, which <laughs> led to a system lock. Enigma 76 is a dreamer, an artist, and you'll hear about its experiences and struggles during your visit. In the next narrative, Guan Yin, a care bot, helps Enigma 76, who is struggling with doubts about life. Imagine that. <laughs> Guan Yin plans to administer a sedative called Zomnia, which connects with the car's brain circuits, followed by memory cleaning and gentle training. Enigma 76 shares their appreciation about running out of Nux coin, akin to Vanguard 3181's sponsor. However, Guan Yin surprises them with uh, equine therapy using a horse named Dakota to guide Enigma 76 through a surreal subconscious world, helping them confront their past and let go of memories. This scene was actually very, um, very poetic in a way, as I remember it. <laughs> yeah, my heart melted for Enigma yeah, it is, it's, it's, it was it was just so beautiful. After a four-month 
break and Nick Masavinisex becomes a roadside recovery specialist and successfully handles an accidental caused by uh, Vanguard 3181, which is another model of the car. The narrative concludes with Guanyin's log revealing the fates of all four cars in a rehabilitation process. Visitors to Knox can interact with the fun game on the top floor, making choices to improve the car's mood and health, thereby influencing the storyline and exploring various outcomes. So having had a semi-idea about this story, uh, I think it would be cool to chat about the wanderers in the journey. What do you think, Donna? Sure. Maybe I just give a background. In stories and movies, there's often a character called a wanderer who goes on a journey, either physically or mentally, to find themselves. They travel through different places and experiences, and it's a common theme in Lawrence Lick's work. With Knox, he explores this idea of a personal journey, with Enigma 76 being the main character who's on a quest for self-fulfillment. It's like those classic westerns or road trip movies um, where the mode of transport like horses, trains or cars is a symbol for the inner journey of the character. Enigma 76's journey is all about drifting, capturing moments and deep thinking. Lek uses flashbacks and the movement of of cars and visitors through the exhibition to show how Enigma 76 grows and changes. Lake also adds uh, poetic and philosophical touches to the journey. Um, you might find little Easter eggs in the exhibition where Enigma 76 and Guanyin talk in a poetic way. They mention the idea of things disappearing and the impermanence of life, similar to the 10th century poem called The Wanderer. Enigma 76 also reflects on how our physical bodies can make us feel grounded and stable, even though we're actually wandering souls, which, of course, it's very true in different stages of the life. It's a deep way of exploring how sentient AI might feel in a world where everything changes so quickly. Can you imagine that? So in Nux, you get a mix of realistic world and poetic journey that makes you think about the fast-paced changes happening in our world today. Nux is a fascinating blend of sound, video, and interactive gameplay. Collaborating with sound designer Sis Scott, Lake created an immersive soundscape reminiscence of video games, employing a sophisticated system to track visitors' headsets and produce a dynamic soundtrack. The soundscape mirrors the moody atmosphere of a video game narrative, complete with ambient sounds and AI-generated voiceovers. In the video aspect, Lake utilized Unreal Engine to transform the physical space into Farsight's training center, incorporating different perspectives and camera techniques. The interactive game component developed with game designer Holly Gramazio introduces clear objectives and outcomes, offering players a chance to impact the storyline and connect their actions in the game with the world depicted in the exhibition. Similar to Life After Bob, there were major takeaways and key concepts from Knox, one of them being artificial consciousness. In Knox, Lawrence Leck explores the idea of artificial consciousness which means giving AI the ability to think and feel like humans. He wants to think about what this means for AI rights and how they can fit into society. 
In this story, self-driving cars have developed their own form of consciousness. This idea challenges the traditional view of consciousness as separate form from the body and as AI and Knox have both mind and body. It raises questions about AI agency, mental health, and who's responsible for their actions. In another aspect, autonomy under automation, Knox looks at how AI's autonomy is limited by the systems that control them. For example, self-driving cars are limited by their programming and can't act freely. The more we automate, the less freedom AI has. Enigma 76, the self-driving car in the story, is fascinated by a free-roaming horse but realizes it can't enjoy the same freedom. It shows how AI's autonomy is restricted by human-made systems. Another takeaway is obsolescence. A Nux Farsight Corporation constantly replaces old AI models with new ones. This mirrors how technology companies often focus on making new products and stop supporting the old ones, which we see nowadays in our lives um, pretty often. Enigma 76, the AR car, reflects on a short lifespan of technology and how it feels like part of a generation of castoffs. The story also highlights the connection between different generations of technology, even between AI and animals like horses, which were <laughs> once used actually for transportation, but became obsolete when cars were invented. This sheds light on the cycle of uh, obsolescence and how they affect AI and other non-human entities. In conclusion, both exhibitions explore themes of identity, individuality, and the implication of AI on humanity. In case of Knox, this was further developed on the AI segment of the story, of course, but intellectual and poetic references were not sure to be present. Another visible similarity between the two exhibitions was their well-curated effort in which the audience don't just receive the narrative and they actually become real-time directors of unique and bespoke visions, which unfold and evolve based on their input and involvement, which we both found quite enticing versus any other exhibitions that we had seen in previous years. Lastly, both exhibitions raise interesting questions and relationships between technology and humanity. We hope you enjoyed this review of two top exhibitions which we have been to. Of course, we include all the links to both exhibitions and especially the animation of life after hop in our show notes. Till the next time.